0: mascot talk of college football podcast you got me and bridger here as your hosts um sorry we're getting this video in kind of late for you guys but we got the week 12 picks up and coming for you guys we got a um, a decent slate of games this weekend nothing too crazy um but uh bridge let's just kind of get right into it let's just kind of start out uh, real quick let's just get a synopsis on the ACC it looks like really there's only one interesting game and that's the Miami Clemson and the only reason I say that is just because Miami is just I mean they've they've been struggling this year all year long they're five and five they've been losing recruits so uh, it looks like Clemson's favored by 19. um I I would actually take Clemson to cover the spread in this game I mean, Miami's just that bad. And from what I saw last week with Clemson, I felt like DJ Uyankalale, uh really stepped up last week, uh, as well as Will Shipley and, and the other running backs at Clemson. So, I mean, I'm, I'm picking Clemson to win probably by 20. I think they'll easily cover the spread here. And, I mean, Miami's just got to figure something out or else they're just going to lose
1: all those recruits that they keep
0: getting. I mean, Bridge, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm with you. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Clemson actually like double the spread. I mean, Miami hasn't looked good offensively since week one when they played Bethune, uh, if that's how you even say that school's name. I don't even know who that is, but uh, they scored 70 points since then. Uh, they really haven't done much. They um, They scored 30 against Southern Miss if if you want to count that. But, um, yeah, offensively, they've definitely struggled. Since week one, Miami has not scored more than 31 points in a single game until this last week when they beat Georgia Tech 35-14. Uh, to 14. But, yeah, Miami is not going to be able to uh, do well in this game, especially – With the offensive struggles they've had already. And then just Clemson's defense is pretty good. So I don't feel like Miami really has a shot in this at all. But granted, they're still getting recruits. And so I know there's a lot of guys that are, um, you know, probably looking towards next year and years to come. Not really these games. So I don't know at this point if if a big loss here really affects their recruiting anymore um, or even if they lost next week against Pitt, obviously they want to win a bowl game. They want to go to a bowl game. They need to win at least one more game, but I don't know if it'll really have that much of an impact.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I mean, Miami's just not a good team, and I understand that it's a little bit more of a rebuilding year, but still just some of the losses they've taken against you know, Middle Tennessee State and just those types of teams is definitely not what you want to see if you're a Hurricanes fan. Um, But moving on, let's let's actually move to the Big 12, which I think probably has the second best slate of games uh, this week. Uh, Bridge, let's start with the Oklahoma State. Oklahoma game uh who's your pick in this game and
1: why um you know I'm actually kind of surprised that Oklahoma is a seven point favorite I like Oklahoma State in this game I think that they've played well this season um you know their last two weeks haven't been or last three weeks I guess since that loss to Kansas State I guess Oklahoma State hasn't looked uh like themselves as of late, um, but I still like Oklahoma State in this game. I think that Oklahoma's had a a lot of struggles this year, and they're coming off of a tough loss last week against West Virginia. Uh, they also lost the week before that to Baylor. Um, you know, this, this rivalry is a great rivalry, um, but I still like Oklahoma State in this game. I know that Vegas likes Oklahoma, and even the uh, matchup predictor through ESPN likes Oklahoma. But, um, yeah, I, I can't... I, there's just no way I can go against uh, the Cowboys in this game with the way that Oklahoma's been playing this season.
0: Yeah, I'm... I'm with you as well, Bridge. I mean, I know Oklahoma State's had a rough past couple of weeks, um, you know, losing three straight since that Kansas State game. Uh, But I still – I'm not in agreement with Vegas. I mean, I know we weren't in agreement last week with the LSU situation and Vegas turned out to be right. But I just – I don't think Oklahoma has showed me enough this year to take down Oklahoma state. I think Oklahoma state's going to get Spencer Sanders fully healthy and, and back. And in my opinion, Spencer Sanders uh, is a little bit better and more seasoned than Dylan Gabriel is. I think Oklahoma state's a better defensive team um, all around. And I just feel like Oklahoma has just had so many ups and downs. Now they could just, you know, Go all out in this game and, and surprise a lot of people, but I just think Oklahoma State is the way better team uh, in this in this one. I think Oklahoma State's going to go into Norman and win Bedlam, and I and I think that you know Oklahoma State's going to go back to back in this um, rivalry as they won last year. But I think the I think the biggest shock to me this entire week um consider, you know considering vegas was the TCU game uh TCU's fourth in the country they're, they're ten and out right they have not lost they're, they're one of the teams that has a potential that as, as long as they win out they'll probably get into the college football playoff um they play 6 and 4 Baylor on the road now Baylor hasn't looked good in a lot of games this year i mean Blake Shapen has not played To his potential, like everyone thought he would this year, I know I had a lot better and higher expectations for Baylor coming into the season. Um, But Baylor's just—they're just a really inconsistent team. Really is the best way I can put it. I mean, you know, just losing to teams that they really shouldn't have lost to. Um, And and I just think TCU's win last weekend in. And DKR down in Houston is a lot harder of a game to win than on the road in Waco, in Waco, Texas, you know, at Baylor. I, I think that TCU is only favored to win by two. I think TCU is going to win by double digits. I really do. I think Baylor maybe keeps it close the, for the first two or even, maybe even three quarters. But I think that high-powered attack from TCU is just – so good and they've been able to do it both through passing it and rushing and rushing I mean last week against Texas they were able to run the ball um and a lot of people thought they were pretty one-dimensional in the passing game but that definitely didn't show last week against Texas when they were able to run the ball for more than 200 yards on the ground so I think TCU is going to go into Baylor and I think they're actually going to beat them. I, I would, I'm i going to say TCU wins like 30 to 20 or maybe 38, 28, but I think it's by double digits. I really like this TCU team the way that they've been able to win all the games that they've played. Um, yes, they play them close for a little bit, but in the end, you know, I don't think Baylor's offense is going to be able to keep up with TCU's offense
1: yeah I'm with you i I don't know what else TCU has to prove to be able to get a higher spread or recognition I guess like I, I don't know because they've really taken care of business all year I mean if this was if we just changed the TCU logo with the Oklahoma logo and said that this was the Sooners going to Baylor, this would be easily a 14-point spread. And it's just interesting to me that TCU isn't getting the recognition. You know, Sonny Dykes in his first year has um, done tremendous things at TCU, uh, way more than anybody could have ever imagined. But this is a resilient team. They just played a tough Texas team last week, coming off of a good win. They're rolling out the icy whites, their new uniforms, uh, going to Baylor. I I definitely like TCU in this game. Baylor hasn't, uh, I'm with you. I I thought that Baylor would be a little bit better of a team this year, but, you know, they took that loss to BYU early on in the season. They lost to Oklahoma State. Uh, They followed that up with an NL uh, against West Virginia and then they're actually coming off of a loss this last week against Kansas State. So, you know, I I actually could see this game being close just because um, I think that Baylor offensively is actually going to be able to move the ball maybe a little bit. Um, but I, I can just see TCU uh, offensively being uh, much better than Baylor. And I, I do really like the TCU offense, so I'm with you. I, I think that TCU, uh, easily, I think they come out of this game with a win.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a good one for sure. Um, but moving on here to the Big Ten, we're just going to kind of go over these two games quickly because – Really, we we all know who's going to win. But let's start off with the Michigan Illinois game. I actually thought that this game about three weeks ago was going to be a really good game until Illinois dropped the last two to really not the best opponents, right? To Purdue and Minnesota, or excuse me, not Minnesota, Michigan State. Um, and Michigan State didn't even have near the yards that Illinois did. And, Illinois just – you know, we called it bridge. Illinois is going to Illinois. But, I mean, I, Michigan comes into the game as a 17-and-a-half point spread. I, I want to say Michigan's probably going to cover it. I mean, I know everyone's really high on Illinois' defense, but I just don't think that Illinois has necessarily played the talent level that Michigan has on the offensive side. Um. And as well, I just don't think Illinois has the athletes that Michigan does, right? Um, I don't think Illinois can recruit as well as Michigan can. And those, you know, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State can in the Big Ten. So, I mean, I think Michigan probably covers. I I would say Michigan's going to win this game like 27 to 10 maybe. Um, So maybe barely under the spread. But I do think Michigan's easily going to win. I'm fully expecting – Michigan and Ohio State to both go into the big game week, uh, 11-0. and And then I'll just kind of give my spill on Ohio State, too, real quick, Bridge, and then you can talk about both games. But, um, yeah, you know, same thing with Ohio State. They travel on the road to Maryland. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago I would have said that this might have been a decent game. But I just um, – Talia Tungvaloa hasn't really played good at all the past couple of weeks, um, and, you know, C.J. Stroud continues to do what he's been able to do all year long. So I don't I don't see Ohio State or Michigan getting tripped up by these um, lower Big Ten teams this weekend, and I fully expect both teams uh, to take care of business. It looks like Ohio State's, you know, favored by 27, and I, honestly, I'd probably say they'll pr- most likely cover um, and I'm fully expecting Michigan and Ohio State to be going into that week 11-0, and, and that's going to be a really good game. But I just see both teams taking care of business with
1: relative ease this weekend. Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, Michigan gets their last home game of the season uh, with this game against Illinois. And, um, yeah, Illinois is coming off of two losses. I don't know that this game's going to be really too much of a challenge for Michigan. Um, I don't really think that it should be either. Really, like, If it is a challenge for Michigan, then I, I'd probably be a little bit more worried about where Michigan is at. But they just – yeah, and we've talked about this before. Illinois, it's still Illinois. They're, it's not that they're recruiting at a higher level or doing anything crazy. They're just – they've won more games this season than – you know, like they deserve credit for that, and they've gotten that at times. They they made it to the rankings this year, but they've lost their last two uh, to opponents that talently, as far as talent goes, they were better than Illinois is, and you know it's going to be something similar this week against Michigan. But you know, I I am interested to see. Um, just kind of how Michigan plays against this Illinois team, because I think that Michigan has more in them than what they've done this season. Um, And so I I am interested to see uh, against this Illinois defense, it is uh, pretty decent. I am interested to see how Michigan uh, compares to them, but I don't think that this will be necessarily close. So I'm with you. I think Michigan covers the spread and then, uh, same thing with Ohio State Maryland I don't think this game will really be even close I think that um the key here is uh, Tua. or <coughs> sorry um, don't go by Lua. i I think that the key here is him because you're you're right he hasn't played the best the last couple of weeks but he has he's capable he can do it. If he plays at at his ceiling, then I think that this could be a closer game. Um, But, you know, this is still a Maryland team that kept it pretty close against Michigan early on in the season. I mean, that was only a 27-34 game, and if it weren't for a couple turnovers, we could have seen Maryland win that game. But um, they are coming off of a couple big losses. I mean, they just lost to Wisconsin two weeks ago. Um, that loss doesn't look very good. And then they just got beat by Penn state this last week. So, um, I'm with you. I don't think this game will be even close. I think that the biggest question is going to be, um, what Ohio state does at running back? Because, uh, that game that you're talking about the game in basically eight days from now is going to be the biggest game of the season. Uh, in college football number two and number three most likely and uh, Ohio State has resorted to their fourth string running back on the season so um, I am interested to see what they do uh, in this game uh, against Maryland as far as that goes but I don't really think that it'll be close yeah
0: I'm I'm with you I think I'm 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 expecting, and I'm also hoping that both teams win with relative ease this weekend, so that we can see 11 and 0 versus 11 and 0. So uh, should be should be pretty good. But uh, for the last uh, conference, we're going to talk about. We're actually not going to talk about the SEC because the SEC has the dumbest schedule this week. I mean, literally, we got Alabama, Austin Pay. I mean, just atrocious, right? LSU, UAB, like it's just stupid. So the Pac-12 easily has the best matchups um throughout this week and the first game I want to talk about is the Utah Oregon game. Um now the, the Oregon of originally last week before the Washington game was a 9 point favorite against Utah um and then after the loss it then worked its way down to a 2 point Oregon favorite and now it's Utah is favored two points. So really, I don't think if either team wins, it's going to necessarily be an upset. Uh, speaking to the fact that Oregon has a really good possibility that they will be without Bo Nix, and I think that offense really has been just so dominant with Bo Nix in the game. Um, but the the really the main worry I have, honestly, for both teams, because when you look at it, both teams struggle this year, is the defenses. Um, Utah's allowing 327 yards a game. Oregon's allowing 397 yards a game. Like, that is not good defensive teams, but by either team, um, both offenses are really good, right? You got Dalton Kincaid, Cam rising, um, Ty Thomas on, at, at Utah and then at Oregon, you know, maybe Bo Nix, but we, you know, we still don't know. You got Bucky Irving, Troy Franklin. So both these offenses are really good, can move the ball, can score the ball, but both these defenses have just been really struggling this year. Um, I think it's been a surprise that Utah has been struggling because normally Kyle Whittingham really does have a really solid defense at Utah year in and year out. And I think this is the year that they probably have the worst defense that he's had in a long time. Um, it's going to be a really close game. I I don't think I can pick against Oregon though. I'm sorry. I, I the only reason yeah. is because if there's one game I want Oregon to win, it's Utah, <laughs> and Bridger knows this, and everyone knows this. So I'm I mean, if Utah wins, I don't think I'd really be that surprised. But I'm picking Oregon just because they're at home, just because of how bad they lost twice last year. I think they're going to have that revenge in their minds as well. Um, If Bo Nix does play, I think Oregon has a really good chance of winning. If he doesn't, I think it's going to be a lot more difficult. I still think it's possible just because Utah's defense, like I said, isn't the best, but it's really going to come down to Oregon's defense um, and using that home field advantage because we saw last week, Oregon's defense did fine. Um, you know, until the second half and gave up a few big plays in the first half. But that second half, it was just, I mean, Washington had three plays of 40 plus yards. I mean, that's just, you know, that's just can't happen as a defense. So I'm going to pick Oregon in a really close one. But like I said, I could also see Utah winning. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Utes pulled this game out either.
1: Yeah, I just like that this weekend in the Pac-12 is kind of like, the semifinals to the conference um, <laughs> yeah these are the top they're the top four teams and um, for anybody that doesn't know the pac12 this year or last year was the first year uh, changed the conference to where there's no divisions and so you get the top two teams in the conference play each other so in the conference championship so um, if USC loses to UCLA then uh, UCLA is going to uh, most likely go to the championship. And if Utah beats Oregon, then Utah goes vice versa with uh, USC and Oregon. So um, it really is kind of like the semifinals to the uh, conference, and I I do like that. But, you know, I think that this Utah-Oregon game is going to be one of the better games of the week. Obviously, but I do – I'm sorry, dude. I, I like Utah in this game. <laughs>
0: it's okay. I, uh, I knew you would. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, with, with uh, Bo is just uncertainty, I honestly – I would pick Utah too, but I just can't. I'm sorry. I, especially when they're going against my Ducks. There's no way i pick – even if it's a 40-point spread, dude, I – I'm a little biased just during this week, if Oregon plays Washington again in Seattle, I would pick Washington. Sadly, it hurts me to say that, but I would, but I'm sorry, dude. I just, I cannot pick against Oregon when they play you. <laughs> I just, but I understand why you do like, it, it's going to be a really good game and it could honestly go either way, especially if Bonix doesn't play. I could see Utah winning.
1: Yeah, I think it could honestly go either way. And, um, You know, I think that both teams have a good chance. It's just going to come down to execution. Whoever executes better, um, whether it be penalties, turnovers, whatever it is, um, these two teams are so closely matched. I think that um, whenever you get two teams that are uh, pretty close to even, those are going to be the biggest things that matter on the field. And so, you know, I think that... Um, I think that Utah probably has the advantage in this game, but especially if Bo Nix is out. If Bo Nix is in the game and he's healthy, then obviously there's definitely a bigger threat for Oregon, but um, I guess we'll have to see when uh, the game time decision comes. So, um, And then U- USC and UCLA. I... I struggle with this one because USC's been pretty inconsistent this season, but, um, you know, they just lost Travis Dye last week. He got carted off the field. He's done for the season. So, um, he's your guy, Oregon guy, but he's, uh, he's done for the season. And, you know, I, UCLA statistically has a better offense than USC and they have a better defense than USC does. So, you know, I I like uh, UCLA probably in this game. Um, that's probably my upset for the week. I know that USC's favored by two, but you know, I, if I'm UCLA, I'm I'm pretty upset about the Arizona loss last week. So I could see this game going one of two ways. Right? UCLA is either really pissed that they lost last week and they come out focused, ready to win or they're still pouting because they lost to Arizona last week and they come out and, and get their teeth kicked in. Um, so I, I don't know what UCLA team we're going to see, but I think that a UCLA is more than capable of winning this game.
0: Yeah, I'm actually with you, Bridge. Um, even with the Arizona loss, I was actually going to pick UCLA. Um, and, and this is the reason why. Without Travis Dye, USC becomes pretty one-dimensional, right? Like, Travis Dye is a big part of their offense in the rushing and receiving game. He, he catches a lot of passes out of the backfield. He's really fast. He's really shifty. Without him in the game, USC is now going to have to focus more on Jordan Addison. And hopefully he's healthy because he's been dinged up for the past couple of weeks, too, just off and on with injuries. So, I mean... Listen, USC does not have a good rush defense, and this has been the saying all year long. That's what Utah was able to do as well as pass the ball, but UCLA easily has the best running back in the Pac-12, and I would almost argue one of the top five in the nation easily. Like, really high up there. Zach Charbonnet is a beast um and yeah. he, he has he, so he, many he good games game and i think ucla is going to use let utilize him very very often in this game i think dtr especially with being at home i think he's going to be a little bit more comfortable than caleb william is caleb williams oh my goodness sorry caleb williams is just because you know dtr knows that he has zach charbonnet as well as you know Bobo and all of his wide receiver targets so I know it's at the Rose Bowl Stadium right like I know USC and UCLA are probably the worst teams at getting fans to come to their games even at home so I don't think really being you know in UCLA is going to really make a difference because both these two teams are like 20 miles away from each other campuses so I But I'm with you, Bridge. I just think in all, all in all, I think UCLA is overall, all around, offense, defense, special teams, the better team than USC is. So I'm going to pick UCLA now. Would I be surprised if USC wins? Maybe a little, but not necessarily. I just think UCLA with DTR and Zach Charbonnet, I just think they're going to be ready to play. And I think they're going to show that really they shouldn't have lost to Arizona. Um, And I think they beat USC.
1: Well, here's the thing. If USC beats UCLA, it's just going to tell me more about USC. Um, yeah. Because up in, up until this moment, you know, I, I'm i not sure anybody's really that confident in this USC team. I mean, they have two-loss LSU ranked higher than they have uh, one-loss USC. And so, um, and USC's only loss was at Utah in overtime on the two-point conversion. So, you know, USC could easily be undefeated right now, but nobody's really blinking an eye at that. It's um, just the fact that USC hasn't looked, uh, just from the eye test, they haven't looked amazing at all times of the season, and um, maybe that's, on us as viewers, uh, maybe not understanding enough, but I just, I don't know that USC is quite there yet in Lincoln Riley's first year, but definitely, uh, an upgrade to this USC team. I mean, USC struggled for years, so, um, Mm -hmm. definitely an upgrade in the team. And if, if they do beat UCLA, then they might have a little more respect.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's it's definitely going to be probably probably the game I'm really excited to watch along with the Oregon-Utah game. I think those two games right there are probably going to be the best this weekend, but we'll, we'll just have to see. This weekend, though, is going to have some pretty, honestly, some pretty big implications for leading up to next weekend and the CFP, so I'm really excited to see how everything um, unfolds for us here, but uh, thank you guys so much for for listening and uh, me and Bridge will be back with you probably Monday and we're probably gonna have to do the pick show on uh, Tuesday or Wednesday at the latest because we got Thanksgiving coming up, but we're definitely gonna want to do that one because we got all the rivalry games, all the big games Ohio State, Michigan, you know auburn Alabama, all those all those big games so, Uh, definitely tune in next week for that. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you next time.